Welcome to another edition of TopCon Talks Agriculture. My name is Dave Orr, and I am the Canadian Sales Manager for TopCon Agriculture. And I am excited to be the host of today's episode. When TopCon Talks Agriculture started almost a year ago, we wanted to make sure that we were talking about all aspects of the farming life. Over this first year, we have covered topics from inputs, the harvest data, soil conditions, to farm shows. Like many previous episodes, today we are going to have a conversation about something that might be a lot more farms than any of us will ever know. We are talking about mental health, regularly in current events, and in our industry certainly is, is not exempt from it. To help me discuss this topic, I have the pleasure of being joined by Leslie Kelly. Thank you for joining me today, Leslie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Now, Leslie, um, you know, in Canada, you are from Watra, Saskatchewan, which is not too far away from my hometown of Saskatoon. Um, you, you do have a very strong presence in the mental health um, on the aspect side of agriculture, but your uh, your scope of work certainly isn't that. From my understanding, you're a multi-generational farmer. Uh, you have a, a husband, Matt, and two boys that I'm sure keep you busy on and off the farm. But you also have other ventures. I mean, you have a great Twitter Twitter handle at High Heels and Canola Fields, and you're doing podcasts. Tell me a little bit about your your whole involvement in the agricultural world. I think uh, all those things keep me out of trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, I farm with my my family, my mom and my dad and my brother and my husband on a grain farm about an hour south of Saskatoon. And my husband and I moved back to the farm just a couple years ago. Uh, we ventured out to Alberta when we were got when we got married. I worked as an egg marketer. Uh, throughout uh, different companies uh, growing up. So I've been a marketer by trade for the last, oh, 15 years or so. And I, I like to do things beyond our farm just for me to learn about the industry, what goes on before seed comes to the farm, what happens when our grain leaves the farm. So I'm also involved as a director on the SAS Wheat Development Commission and I'm also a co-founder for Do More Egg. And then I uh, like to talk and connect with lots of people in and outside of agriculture through my alias of High Heels and Canola Fields, where I blog, I write articles, I have a podcast with Shark Farmer called What the Farm. And uh, yeah, so we we do a few few things. And the one thing that I would say is near and dear to my heart is being co-founder for Do More Egg. And what exactly is Do More Egg? So Do More Egg is a not-for-profit across Canada where we champion the mental health of all of our Canadian farmers, where we hope to inspire and encourage them, support them in bringing more awareness to mental health and getting them the resources and the support that they need if they're going through a hard time. Awesome. And I'm sure we'll get into that here. Um, Just briefly, uh, you said that uh, when, when we first met, you said that you had come into Saskatoon and you were going to university and you, you thought you kind of had left the farm field behind you. But then some things dawned on you in your you know ensuing university career and into marketing. And, and that's kind of where you decided to start this concept of your Twitter handle, High Heels and Canola Fields. Explain to us what exactly that uh, handle was started for and what you're really hoping to showcase um, through that social media outlet. 
Yeah, when I, you know, ventured off, I left the farm, you know, growing up, my aspirations, I loved to play sports. That was uh, what I did in my spare time, uh, what I enjoyed really a lot. And, and that actually helped me um, go off to my husband and I off to Alberta, because we, we ventured into a few different things. Um, but when I left the farm, pursuing a career in egg marketing, I really didn't think that I wanted to be involved in the farm when we came back. I either thought, you know, if I wanted to be part of the farm or in agriculture, it was uh, either being agronomy or or doing something in agronomy or coming back and farming. And it wasn't until I, I got my first job outside a university where I got to work directly with farmers. And that really refueled my passion because I got to hear their stories, their amazing stories of why they loved doing what they what they did every day. And then I met my husband who also wanted to farm and he farming roots ran really deep with him. And so that inspired me to uh, venture into the path of um, agriculture more. And when we we left Saskatchewan and moved out to Alberta. My dad called me and asked me if I wanted to create a snack food company using the barley grown from our farm. So I thought, hey, this is a cool opportunity to really learn what happens after grain leaves the farm. And after a couple of years of market research and product development, we created a snack food company called Martin Munchies. And we were in about 80 retailers across Western Canada. We sold uh, the product at farmers markets, at trade shows, and we were venturing into urban markets. And it was such a cool opportunity to showcase our product, you know, grain that we grew directly on the farm, something that we made by hands and were selling it and got to have these really cool conversations with people who had never met a farmer before. And when we were venturing out into these urban markets, we had those really great conversations, but we also got questions that I wasn't prepared to answer. I didn't know how to answer, you know, questions like, uh, do you use chemicals and do you spray pesticides and are you harming the environment or what are you doing to um, help your natural resources? And we had a great story to share and great conversations, but with some individuals, some of the feedback was quite um, alarming and some questions or, or concerns were they didn't even want to talk to us. And I got called, you know, a bad farmer, a bad mother. And I took that feedback to heart. So that was where I thought, hey, let's uh, have these conversations or create a, a community or a platform where people can go to ask those questions and have those conversations. So I started High Heels and Canola Fields with the intent or goal to bring people together to share different perspectives. And I always go... Uh, at those conversations with the, the perspective of, I'm not here to convert you or tell you you're wrong. I'm just here um, for you to share a different side and to hear a different side and to right. learn and to grow together. So that's yeah. been my journey for the last five years. So I guess, you know, you, you're kind of doing um, through high heels and canola field, you're kind of doing the whole um, from the field to the plate um, type aspect of it, but I, I bet you it took off a, a, to a couple of different spins than you probably ever would have imagined when you first thought of this concept and, and went down that venture. 
Yeah, for me to share, you know, what goes on at the farm and in our family was quite hard. Like it's, it was out of my comfort zone. And here I'm a marketer. I was always used to being behind the scenes and here I'm in front and, and sharing photographs of myself and my kids and, and my family. And it wasn't until I started to share more about what was going on in our daily lives that I started to get messages back from people, um, really wanting to connect and, here, my husband and I were going through a really hard time. And, you know, we were looking online for people who were going through, you know, mental health challenges and struggles, and we couldn't find anyone. Right. And that's where we wanted to, to share our hardships in hopes that people didn't feel alone and that there was help. And so Matt and I did a video sharing his anxiety in my postpartum. And we got an amazing amount of uh, messages of people wanting to hear and learn and know that they aren't alone. Right. And so, and, and that's uh, the, the kind of the, the main focus of today's episode, obviously, is mental health. And, and I guess that's the, the perfect segue of from, you know, your, your previous five years of, of making High Heels and Canola Field a social platform that you've been able to turn into um, amazing work, uh, whether it's with Do More Egg or just from your own personal platforms um, in mental health and agriculture. Um, for our listeners that are listening today, what is uh, the most basic, simplistic uh, definition of mental health that you can really um, share with us today? Yeah, I always go by um, the World Health Organization because what I started to learn was there was a difference between mental health and mental wellness and mental illness. Right. And mental health is just a state of your mental well-being in which you can work productively and can cope with everyday stressors. And so um, what, I guess, is the best, sorry, what's the best uh, um understanding of how one knows when they are in that area or not? Is it just a complete total inside understanding of yourself or um, what's it take sometimes? Yeah, that's where Matt and I, when we were going through a hard time, we were like, what, where, so what is mental health and what does it mean for us to be healthy and where are we when it uh, comes to the spectrum? So what I've learned is that your mental health um, is a spectrum that there's, you know, you could be in a state of injury or illness, but all the way up into mental wellness. And so we, we on our farm, we actually use an exercise because knowing that our mental health changes uh, every day, maybe every, could be any hour, depending on what you're going through, your genetics, um, your environment, um, daily stressors, that it can change. So for us, we share our number. So it actually helps start conversations on the farm about mental health. So we ask people, um, whether it's our employees, our family, you know, what is your number today? What's your stress level at? And it could be two or it could be a four, or we've even had times where it's a 15. But when we know if someone's high, that's when we can start to have more conversations on how we can help support them uh, and what, what's behind that number too. And, and that is, um, you know, something that is, is really critical on the farm is not just looking after ourselves or maybe the the loved one that shares a house with us, but also everybody on the farm, whether that is your brother or your mother-in-law or the hired hand. Um, I think it's important that the mental health of everybody on the farm is absolutely critical. And just because you feel as though you're in a good state, there might be others around you that aren't in a good state and we need to be taking care of each other, which is, you know, something that farming and, and agriculture is worldly renowned for is how we take care of each other. 
Yeah, that's why I love agriculture because it's such a great community to be part of. You know, when you see a burning barn or a burning combine, we drop everything and we run. Um, and I hope that through, you know, the efforts of Do More and industry partners and farmers that are taking part in this conversation, that it comes to a place where when we're going through mental health hardships and challenges, that we we do the same for those in our community. And speaking from personal experience, when Matt was going through a hard time, you know, everyone in the family might have been okay, but if someone's going through a hard time, it it really affects the whole operation and the whole family um, at many different levels because A, you might feel helpless and you might not know how to support someone and it could impact daily operations or um, things going on in the farm too. So it really takes everyone um, caring. Like That's why I always refer to self-care. It's not just self-care, it's everyone care. And that's a, that's a great way of looking at it. Um, when it comes to mental health, there's a ton of stigmas out there. Um, you know, the, the classic example is it makes you perceived as though you're weaker or you can't handle um, stress or anxiety better than other people down the road or on the farm or, or whatnot. But what is some of the biggest stigmas we have to get past? You know, being, you know, having a, a, an issue with your mental health doesn't make you weak and, and it doesn't make you necessarily ill. But and it's not always just depression. It's not always anxiety. There's hundreds of different um, uh, stages of mental health that we all need to be aware of. And, and I think it's important that we are aware of it. But, you know, what are some of the biggest stigmas that we in the agriculture industry need to see, see past and get past? Yeah, I get the stigma. I had a lot of stigma, you know, because there's so much shame and guilt based on like there's so much going on when it comes to mental mental illness. Like think of um, how it's been depicted on the media for decades, um, where if someone has a mental illness that, you know, they're um, a cause for, you know, so much concern and irritability and lashing out and anger and violence. And that simply isn't the case in most, uh, mo- most circumstances. When it comes to agriculture, unfortunately, we have um, some deep, deep rooted uh, stigma. And, and that's because of just you know, the, the nature of the work that we do to be a farmer, um, takes an immense amount of stress and grueling, um, work. And that's helped us through some really, really hard times. But also in the, on the other side is that if you do show signs of weakness, that you're not a good farmer or you can't handle the stress and that unfortunately shouldn't be the case. Um, Right. So with talking more about mental health, hoping to reduce that stigma. And also there's just the, the, there's the unknown factor when it comes to mental health, because we haven't really been talking about it. We don't know a lot. And so even through me learning about, or myself learning about mental health and my family's mental health, that I didn't understand that you could still have, you can have a mental illness, but still be mentally mentally well, mentally fit, mentally healthy. Right. Um, and through those conversations and learning more about m- mental health, I was able to reduce that stigma and reduce that shame. There's also the stigma that comes with um, farming beside the image of the stoic, heroic farmer. It's also that, you know, if we raise our hand and and get help or say that we need help, that there could be implications to our business. You know, it might affect our insurance. It might affect 
our relationships with our landlord. And that's what Matt and I had thought when we were going through a hard time, it's like, do we want to share this? Because these are some of the risk factors. And what we've learned is by sharing those stories and those hardships, um, those things that we were most worried about, what people thought of us, the impacts that could potentially come to our farm, they didn't happen. And that was that stigma. And I think in that situation, in that situation, I, I, you know, I think a lot of people could probably relate to that in multi facets of our industry, you know, um, there's probably a lot of people that work for corporations that might feel the stress or, or mental health issues that are coming on from a corporation that they work for. And they feel as though they can't open up to their boss or or to another coworker because they're afraid that maybe they won't get that next job responsibility or maybe they'll be looked at as a lesser of an employee, right? So um, that's something that you can certainly relate to probably across the, the whole entire industry and, and most likely not just our industry, but a lot of industries out there, right? Mm-hmm. And the what we've learned is that that what that stigma that comes with that um, those things aren't true, and it it takes so much strength to raise your hand. Um, and it, we were in that position thinking like, oh, there's like this could happen and this could happen, and that's that stigma, and we have to have these conversations and uh, gain awareness about mental health to reduce that stigma. And I think one thing that's also to be noted is that if somebody comes forward and says that, you know, maybe right now they're, they're battling with this little bit of a, of an issue or, you know, it doesn't mean that they necessarily need the day off or they don't need the week off or they're not capable of doing that job. It just might mean today's not the day that we're going to, that this person is willing to joke around or have extra sarcasm or, or something like that. We as coworkers or we as, um, owners of the farm and, and farm hands uh, working around or our brothers even, right? Whoever it is, we just have to understand what what that definition to them means. For mm-hmm. some people, it might mean, mean that they need to just go and, and have a debrief for an hour in the break room, or it might mean just let me go sit on the combine, let me be at, with myself today. And, and that's just what we have to respect. And that's what we have to do a better job of is understanding this as a whole. It's not just about um, the person speaking out that they have uh, mental health issues. It's that they have, um, they, they need that support system and we have to be a better job of being that support system and, and recognizing that. Yes, you nailed it. Um, our, everyone's mental health is different and everyone's journey with their mental health is different, uh, just like with your physical health and something that might've worked for you might not necessarily, um, work for someone else. So it's knowing that our mental health is different. It's still, what you're going through is still real and important, but it just might be different, uh, to someone else and in their help. And that self-care is also different. So on the farm, you know, you've brought up your, your number system that, that you guys do on your farm with, uh, sounds like all the, all the key members of the farm or everybody on the farm. What are some other things um, that we've seen in agriculture that help with mental health? Is it the, you know, invention of, of technology? Does, you know, a new combine necessarily help when it has everything completely decked out and the, the person might not be so tense or, you know, operator fatigue, you know, I know in our industry, we talk about how our products uh, release operator fatigue and you're allowed, you, it allows you to work longer days. Is there little things like that that you see um, help with the mental health or is there bigger things that you see? You know, we can't always control commodity prices, but I know that that has a lot to do with a lot of anxiety and stress on the farms. But what are some little things that, that farms can do? 
Yeah, when it comes to, you know, ways to support yourself or those around you when it comes to helping with your mental health, I would say everyone is so different. You know, even thinking back to what um, we did on our farm, what might have helped Matt might have been the opposite to what might have helped my dad. It might have even maybe caused a little bit more stress and vice versa. Um, So for, for us, it was just knowing that, you know, little tweaks and see if it helped. And that could be on yourself or in the farm. You know, for us, we're always looking at uh, doing some small, small wins. And those small wins can mean mean really big things. And then when it comes to the big things, ensuring that everyone is on side and aligned. For us, the biggest thing that's really helped with our mental health on the farm was making mental health a priority. And it was my dad who really spearheaded that because he saw, you know, Matt go through a hard time. And here we, you know, three different family units um, coming together and trying to make a farm work. We had different goals and different ideas, um, different visions. So it was us making the time and the effort to do the foundational stuff, to become a team, to become united and really work on a good, solid farming culture where everyone is supported and taken care of and um, encouraged. And there's that uh, culture of curiosity and gentleness and everyone is, is part of the team. And that, uh, you know, is not just something that you can do and, and see through in one day. It takes lots of effort and, and progress and everyone, um, talking and communicating. Uh, and we're not perfect. We've had our moments, but, uh, it's been, been those small things that have really made a huge difference over the past 10 years. Right. And then I guess, what would you say to, a you know, somebody in your similar situation where you, are the proprietor of the farm and maybe have, uh, you know, farm hands that work for you or hired hands, uh, or you, you know, a person that owns a large, large farm operation that has 50 or 60 people working for them. Um, what would you say to, to those types of people in those positions about how they can help their employees or them around you, um, embrace mental health and understand mental health and make sure that, um, it's, that it's aware of on the farm, and what in doing that it does for the farm? How does that help the farm if, if the upper management um, shows interest in, in each other's mental health? Yeah, I think the one thing that you can do is um, the one of the best things that I've even learned through my my dad is practice what you preach. If if you're hoping or wanting to put mental health or that of the as a priority for your employees, it's also taking care of your mental health and showing, sharing, and doing things that, uh, you know, can inspire and encourage your team that, you know, their mental health matters. Um, And that might look different um, to every farm. But uh, I know for us having having some employees, it's those daily check-ins to say and check in to say how you're doing. So then I guess would, since you and and Matt went through this uh, process of identifying your, your mental health and, and working towards how to, to make sure that you guys are in a good mental state and mentally fit. Have you noticed a large change in the way that the farm operates and just maybe the general uh, mood around the farm? Oh, so much. It, a world of difference. Uh, since Matt and I have opened up, then my brother shared with us, you know, he was going through post-traumatic stress uh, disorder and anxiety after coming upon a tragic accident. And then he was able to share with us um, what he was going through. And we had no idea. Like we knew that um, 
there was lots of shock and he needed some time after coming upon this accident, but not to the extent that he was, that he was going through. Um, and then for us, it's, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing to farm with your family and farm with other people, but it does take an incredible amount, amount of work. So, um, we knew that if our farm was going to be successful, it was going to be successful on how we took care of each other and supported each other. And how we would do that is by communicating and communicating lots and communicating often and um, being vulnerable, accountable, um, and appreciative. So it's made a world of difference. And I would say through, we had some really, really hard years, I think two, two years, three years back to back. And it was each other and that foundation that got us through that. And I think that's something that's, you know, kind of shines a light through some of your messages. You know, when I've heard you talk, you, you quite often bring that up is that um, you guys' basically self-checks on mental health is actually, you know, can be comparable to, you know, the whole belief of faith and and go hand in hand with that. As we heard lots of stories from, you know, back in, in our grandfather's days that it was their faith that got them through tough times on the farm. Um, this could be right there comparable that, your belief in self-care and mental health has, has allowed you to get through some pretty uh, bad years on, on your farm specifically. But, you know, I don't think you're alone in, in having bad years on the farm. We all have them and that's, that's a worldwide issue. They come in cycles and um, taking care of our mental health is probably something that's very beneficial for those times of the year or times of the cycle. Yeah, we also look at, uh, you know, we, we do lots of our lots of things on our farm that um, avert risk. You know, we have crop insurance. Um, we have uh, different alternatives for how we market our grain and how we take care of each other is just a way for um, being risk adverse that if we're going to be successful on the farm uh, and if the farm's going to be successful, it also hinges on the success of the farmer and being the, the farmer being healthy. And so when people reach out to you, you know, you have a very large following and people probably reach out to you from, I wouldn't be surprised all over the world, but certainly all over North America. What's the first piece of advice you give back to them? Oh, I don't, um, I don't give much advice. Yeah. Uh, so what I do is, um, I ask lots of questions. So if someone is coming to you with, um, you know, if they're going through a hard time, if they're struggling, um, or if someone they know is going through a hard time, I just ask lots of questions, um, about, you know, how, how it is that they're doing and what it is that they're going through and how I could help support them. Right. Um, and those are the first most important um, things that I, I do when someone someone comes to me. And then hopefully eventually get to a place where that support looks like here's some things that I've learned in my, my journey that has helped me. They might not help you. Um, but first and foremost, it's asking lots of questions. And so I guess, you know, that what you're essentially doing is you're you're volunteering uh, when you put yourself out there for people to reach out. You're volunteering yourself to be a set of ears for these people to to talk to and, and talk it through with them to help understand um, themselves more than anything, correct? Yeah, if someone has the courage to, um, you know, look for help, and and if I'm one of those people that I'm, I'm, and I'm very, very grateful. For me, it's that emotional support that really helps. So I always try to do that by, you know, showing empathy or giving empathy and, and understanding and encouragement and reassurance that from personal experience, it, it does get better. It can get better and give someone that hope that they might be looking for, because sometimes, um, they might not, you know, 
being a farmer, we work in isolated conditions or just the nature of work that we do. So they might not have um, a support system around them. Um, so I'm a person that uh, can help start those steps of, of getting that support and developing, develop, developing a friendship to help get them through that hard time. Awesome. Now, um, you know, I think there, there's a big movement in Canada. It's called uh, Let's Talk, Bell Let's Talk, where uh, one day a year, every message on social media, all the different platforms, a, a company donates five cents to mental health research and, and looking towards how we can can battle this together. And their, their big takeaway is let's talk. You know, if, if you feel as though you might have an underlying issue or that you have high anxiety or stress or whatever the, the issue might be to speak up. Um, my big takeaway from that, and we, I've discussed it at length with my wife is let's be ready to listen. And, and, you know, I've kind of touched on it already, but, um, I think for the people on, on the farm or, or anybody that's listening to this, you know, even if you feel mentally fit, um, don't let that be a barrier for you to not listen. Um, make sure that you are educating yourself in, in case one of your employees or your family member or anybody comes to you with a, with a mental health issue um, and be ready to understand how to listen. And sometimes, you know, it's just a simple comment that could set that person into a deeper privacy issue of not wanting to share because we've discarded that, that comment or whatever. But I think all in all, mental health is, is huge on the farm. You shouldn't certainly have brought light to it. Um, across Canada. I know you're starting to do some good work down in the States also, but whether it's Watra, Saskatchewan or Wakarusa, Indiana or Warsaw, Poland, mental health is on every farm in every field um, in some facet. And we just need to make sure that we're all taking care of each other and, and helping one another get through this and stay mentally fit. Yeah, that um, I love that you brought up listening. And I thought I was a good listener until I saw my husband go through such hard times with his anxiety to the point where he was having panic attacks and the panic attacks was, you know, the wake up call for us to do things differently on the farm. But I, I was the person where I didn't understand what he was going through. And I, my, you know, when he would come to me, my advice was always, and I didn't, I thought I was listening, but I would say, you know, like, we'll just get more sleep. Like, uh, you know, just, don't think like that. And now what, what happened with my big aha moment was when he was up all night and had a panic attack and his anxiety was really high. What he does is he journals and he was writing all of his thoughts out on a piece of paper. And he handed me this piece of paper in the morning and there was not one free white space on that paper. And that was when I went, Oh my, um, I, I really, understood what was going because basically it was a visual of what was going on his his thoughts and from then on I thought I what do I need to do to be a better listener because I wasn't listening good enough and for me it's the listening without that premature support because I'm a fixer was like well just try this and try this and try this and for me it was sitting down and and trying to focusing on listening to understand and I'm not I might not understand his world entirely but what I could do is be that person to for him to take that weight of that world off of his shoulders and know that no matter what I'm in his corner and I have his back and I'm going to be there with him and through through that hard time together. Yeah, sometimes, you know, I think that's a valid point is that we see lots of times uh, in day-to-day life, even when you express your feelings, somebody just says, well, 
go take a nap or go do this. And that's not listening. That's, that's just trying to be a, you know, a helper. And sometimes that's not the best way to do it. Sometimes it's like, okay, tell me more. Right. And we just need to open up our ears and, Mm -hmm. and our compassionate side and let these people speak. And, and I think we've all been in that situation before where we've shared an emotion um, and haven't got the response from the ears that we were telling it to, um, whether it was a negative condensation or just it wasn't what you wanted to hear, right? And we all know what that does. It doesn't make it better, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the simple statements that we could do that can really help someone going through a hard time. Exactly. So, well, Leslie, uh, I can't thank you enough for, for joining me uh, today to discuss, uh, you know, it's somewhat of a sensitive topic, but it's a topic that we need to take sensitive out of and make sure that everybody is sharing it and and it gets onto the farms. And, and we do realize that this is a, a risk management, as you kind of put it, where it's, it's as important as crop insurance or, um, you know, your diversity and where you can sell your crop by making sure that our loved ones, ourselves and, and our workers are all taken care of mentally. Um, it's it probably will prove tenfold over some of the other risk managements that we pay a lot of money for. And when this one could be probably fairly low cost. So, Thank you very much, uh, Leslie. If anybody wants more information on yourself or hear some more of your wise words, where could they find you on social media? Yeah, you can uh, find me at High Hills and Canola Fields across social media. And if you're looking for mental health resources in agriculture, you can check out domore.ag. Awesome. Well, Leslie, once again, thank you very much um, for joining me today. Look forward to catching up with you. In the near future, once uh, COVID, which I'm sure has added a lot of stress and anxi- anxiety to a lot of farms, but yes. um, hopefully it's <laughs> hopefully it's dwindling down and, you know, the exciting crop cycle is coming up here with seeding probably set to begin across North America right away if it hasn't already in some of the southern states. So thank you very much again, Leslie. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to COVID uh, being behind us and getting into the field and in the combine. So thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on TopCon Talks Agriculture. On behalf of my guest, Leslie Kelly, and myself, thank you very much. Have a wonderful day, and let's make sure we're taking care of ourselves and each other. Take care. Take care.